2: Hey, everyone, and
1: welcome to Hot Messy Podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Noll. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're here, Adam. We have been counting down this day for over a month. It's premiere day, September 30th. I'm so excited.
0: I can't even remember. The last time that I was ticking off days on a calendar was when we were in Thailand for almost five months. And I was like, I'm ready to go home. I love this beautiful country, but it's time to go. So this (laughs) reminded me of that. So thank you, Hot Messy Podcast, for bringing me back to 20.
1: Hey, and you know what? We're starting off with such a good foot because we already have so many ratings. Thank you guys for jumping in, rating us, following us. You guys can find us anywhere Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your shows. Go ahead and push follow so you don't miss an episode. And if you do happen to stumble across Apple Podcasts and want to give us a five star rating, that would be amazing. It helps us out so much. And just remember the best part of all of that
0: is the fact that it's free. That's what I love about podcasts. I love that. I love something that's free. I'm the cheapest person ever. But you know what's so funny about this podcast before we jump into all of it is, of course, you know, today's launch day. And with launch day, it just happened to fall on your aunt's birthday. And she... Yes. I love you, Aunt Ruth, but she
1: thought the podcast launch was for her birthday. Well, it, it, I mean, coincidentally, we should just make that her present. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, Aunt Ruth. You know, I struggle sometimes to find presents, especially, you know, with the holidays about to pop up. The struggle is real when it comes to finding gifts for people. You could send kitchenware. I can send kitchenware. But, you know, you and I love flowers. And I love to give flowers as gifts, you know, whenever we go for sit-down interviews for your YouTube channel, we always get the person we're interviewing a nice bouquet of flowers. But then I'm like, gosh, they're so beautiful, but they're not going to last. Thank God we found this company called Rose Forever, a New York-based company uh, that designs luxurious rose boxes with fresh-picked roses, guys. And they last for over a year because they use natural oils and Something to keep them. I don't know how they live for a year, but they live for a year.
0: Let's call it magic. We don't have to understand how the machine works. We just know the machine works. And if you guys want, because I feel like at this point, we've taken out a second mortgage with as much as we love flowers, we buy them all the time. Oh my God. Even when we go for our interviews, like Jason said, the bouquets are so expensive, they're so beautiful, but they don't last. So if you want flowers that do last, a beautiful centerpiece, a gift to give go to roseforever.com. And the best part is you can get $25 off your first purchase
1: by using code ADAM25, that's me, at the end when you check out. Adam, on today's show, I'm so excited that we're welcoming celebrity choreographer, Broadway dancer, with so many credits to his name, the person who is responsible for some of the most iconic Ariana Grande music videos and performances, Isaac Boots is here today.
0: A fun story of how we met in the first place which i don't know he says he remembers but i don't necessarily know if he does it's one thing to be affiliated with a pop star one of the biggest pop stars but to watch her grow her career to watch her from the ground up building this whole empire that she's built and to be a part of that story is so incredible so we're definitely I mean, He was there at to, the beginning right at the beginning Jason it's wow. wild i don't know how the relationship stands today but we will get into that with Isaac but before we jump in with Isaac you know how
1: this works. Well, I'm guessing you're going to say we need to pop off on some pop culture. I, I, I like to say with a little bit more zest. I okay. want to pop off with some pop culture.
0: All right, guys. In order for us to pop off on pop culture, well, when I think about pop culture, I know what you guys are probably going to say. Something big. Something iconic. Something memorable.
1: Yeah, Gigi Hadid. And Leonardo DiCaprio. Gigi Hadid and Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. That That is not pop. Is that pop culture? It's pop culture to me. Listen, I I wanted to bring this up
0: because some people are claiming that they're in a relationship. We've seen them run around town in New York City. And everyone's talking about the fact that we have a 20 year age
1: gap. Who gives a shit? I mean, listen. Listen. I'm not going to judge anyone on an age gap. You and I have a 10-year age gap. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas have a 25-year-old age gap. I don't think I would judge them on that. I'm just thinking to myself, Gigi Hadid came out of a tumultuous relationship with Zayn Malik and has a daughter with Zayn Malik. Why would you want to jump in with the biggest A-list party boy into any kind of relationship? Why would you want to jump in with Leonardo DiCaprio? I I just don't understand it. Listen, it's almost, it kind of reminds
0: me of like, you know how they have that concept of what a revenge body is? After a bad relationship, yeah. you get your body back. It's called a revenge body. You get this ripped. Is like, yeah. Yeah. Even if this is a PR stunt, it's like a F U PR stunt. Like, fuck off, saying,
1: I don't care. I'm in this new relationship.
0: Maybe it's not real. Maybe it I is. But
1: guess what? Is it really a PR? I mean, a lot of people are calling it a PR stunt because I don't think anyone can comprehend what is going on. But I don't think it's like a, a revenge what a revenge PR relationship is that how celebrities work in the pop culture world. It could be.
0: I mean, at this point, they're both very famous. They really don't need to use each other. And we know Leonardo DiCaprio like they make jokes about him at the Oscars and all over the place for the fact that he is constantly dating women who are like right in the twenty to twenty six age range. So always, a model. The, always, always a, a model, always a model. So Gigi's kind of too old for him. She's 27. It's like, mm, Lord, does it give you Scott Leo? Disick vibes a little bit? Yeah, except Scott Disick is a douchebag and Leonardo no. DiCaprio is not. I mean, in my eyes, I, I just i am going based <laughs> off of Titanic and Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe he is a douchebag. I don't know. I who don't mind. I, who knows? Who are I had, you had a join? friend who dated him, by the way. Really? Yeah, when I was working at Tao. Did
1: with she the give any Girls scoop into what it was like to date Titanic's most famous no. star? <laughs> no, I think what happened was
0: she was 24 Five and then she started dating him like four days before her 26th birthday and then he was like, oh, happy birthday, girl, you aged out. I'm done. So it didn't last very long.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I can see Leonardo DiCaprio in two different ways. Just like the man in the Iron Mask, he can play one character and he can play another. So I don't know who he really is, but I wish them luck. But Adam, today is actually a pretty important day in pop culture.
0: Because it's premiere day. It's premiere of not only our Pop
1: culture s type podcast, but Hocus Pocus two and Hocus also- Pocus two comes out today. Or yes. yes, today I think it came out at three a.m. Actually, it's been years. It's been decades since we saw the original uh, Hocus Pocus. Decades, right? Like I it's think it's been that- a minute. It has. And I think this is iconic
0: because it almost gives you that Home Alone for Christmas vibe. Like it's the go to movie for Christmas time. And then you have like Mariah Carey. She's the go to music, you know, Christmas music album. And then you have Hocus Pocus. And when you think about Halloween, you think about Hocus Pocus. But I do have something that I'm a little bit worried about. Based off the trailer, I don't think I need to be concerned because the trailer was phenomenal. I just hope sometimes things need to be left alone and sometimes. Sequels are great. So I just don't want it to be one of those things like, oh shit, we tried and
1: number two disappointed. I mean, when you talk about Home Alone though, they, those were made kind of you know, right away. Like Home Alone, Home Alone 2 was like two years later or something. Then Home Alone 3, it got a little redundant at that point. Right. But watching the trailer and watching Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and I just the entire cast, just those three had that same energy. They snapped like, the like right energy. back into character. It's insane. So I really I hope for the best. Well, also don't forget Bros. Bros
0: is premiering, yeah, God, but that yeah. that's going to be in theaters. Whereas Hocus Pocus, you can catch on
1: Disney, Disney Plus. Service? Yes, Disney, yeah, Disney Plus. Plus. That's part of their uh, October Halloween kind of kickoff. So I think that will be a lot of fun. I'm. You know what about Bros? Oh gosh, here's the negativity. It's I'm, not negative. It's it's not a negative thing, but. I'm really happy to see, because that does premiere today too, um in theaters, like you said, but I'm really happy to see a lot of like gay cultured movies start to come out. It, it's great. I mean, we had Fire Island uh, on Netflix. You had Neil Patrick Harris come out with a series called Uncoupled. And then now we have Bros. Now, my issue with it is, you know, we're gay, obviously, but... Sometimes, like watching Fire Island, and I'm not taking away from the acting and performances because everyone was so brilliant in that movie. It just didn't give a good representation of, for me, like what gay is. But gay can be anything. I'm just saying that I have a lot of people come up to me like, yeah, I watched Fire Island. You guys just have orgies, do drugs and, and drink. And No one has n- ever no asked care. you that.
0: It, You're it saying that it's not... It didn't represent representing... me. Right. I understand what you're saying. But also, here's my problem with what you're saying. And we never agree on anything. It's so no. true. I am really enjoying the Netflix series that just came out, Dahmer. I can't relate to being a gay man who's killing a bunch of people and like hooking up with them, taking photos of them, and then chopping their head off and eating their body. This is I true. don't relate to that. But I'm enjoying the series and knowing what happened along the way. So sometimes... You don't have to get so serious about it. Just watch it. You sit there on your phone. It could be a piece
1: where you watch hey, it, like you're on Adam, your phone, like you're I said, emails. the performances in Fire Island were fantastic. I actually enjoyed watching the trailer from Bros. I cannot wait to give it a chance. I'm just saying that we don't always need the stereotypes, you know, represented in
0: in movies. No, you're totally right because in Dahmer, they did the whole stereotype of like a murderer and making him look like a fucking psycho. Like I do, I'm pissed. <laughs> i'm pissed you're right
1: i He's want to give a big right. shout out to our friend uh, vince uh, hill bedford who played one of dahmer's uh, victims and did a fantastic job it was amazing yeah his Speaking performance of, was absolutely incredible yeah his performance was great but
0: real quick before you move on i just want to say for bros i watched the trailer for that and it does look like something honestly i could see myself relating to with the characters and one not being as you know out there into the whole gay scene because I I really wasn't that yeah. way I wasn't one to go out and party all the time I kind of was a loner when you met me I didn't really have any friends in L.A. I was not a big partier I didn't sit there and do you know any drugs or anything like that and I know Fire Island had that sort of shtick to it but I think bros every movie I'm going to give a chance it's like every new housewife on Bravo I'll give you a chance and if I get halfway through and I'm not digging it, I might turn it off. But I will give bros a chance. Hey, listen, it
1: gives us something to watch. You know, what I'm not so relatable with is the Kardashians. If you don't leave my Kardashians alone, I'm I'm just saying, listen, when they... What's your problem? No, no problem. I'm just saying, when they made the move from E to Hulu, okay, first of all, we thought we weren't seeing the Kardashians ever again. Here, they come back with, you know, a whole new promo and everything. I was excited. I was like, this version of the Kardashians is going to be amazing. We get to it see into their we get to see into their lives and maybe their businesses and really see how the whole structure of Kris Jenner and the Kardashians work, right? And it's still for me it's just a whole bunch of B-roll. We no, get a it few is good not. episodes, but sometimes I just feel like we're just seeing B-roll.
0: Guys, this is not an act, by the way. When I say again, like we have these debates all the time, and Jason's like, "What are you watching on your phone?" and I'm like, "I'm watching the new episode of the Kardashians," and he's like, "Why are you watching that trash? It's ruining your brain." I'm not, I'm i not. Like, I didn't
1: say it's trash. I enjoy a good Kardashian. Like if I have nothing to watch, I, I will turn on the Kardashians. I enjoy some moments that they have as a family, as sisters. Um, watching the relationship between Kris Jenner, you know, run all of their businesses. Pretty they're much. so relatable. They're not relatable.
0: Drive, drama, and diamonds. I can relate to them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, have, I have drive. What, there was what definitely diamonds drama. do you have? No diamond. I have? I have no diamonds, guys.
1: Don't come to re-Kimsley my house. You know, sometimes I do turn on the Kardashians. I'm just saying, there are so many great shows. I mean, Apple TV Plus right now is doing an amazing job. They have a show called Tehran, which is amazing. They have a show called Bad Sisters, which uh, a new episode just dropped yesterday. There's a lot of great TV and the thing is there's so many options right now that you don't always have to turn on the Kardashians.
0: Right. And there of course, you know, you got me into House of Dragon. I get what you're saying, right? There's a lot of great television out there and I think in every podcast episode we should sort of implement a part just telling people what we're watching. Yo, oh, yeah. But for you, you like a lot of those shows that have depth and you have to watch every single second of the show. Or else you're going to miss something and then it's not going to connect at the end. You
1: like shows. You like to watch shows that have depth.
0: Right. I like cotton candy (laughs) bullshit. Like I'm sitting on my phone working on YouTube and doing emails and it's like, what? Kylie, it's time to have a baby. You know what I mean? I like bullshit that I can listen to and I don't have to watch everything that's going on behind the scenes. I don't have to think. Yeah. No, I
1: understand that. There is room for that. There's room for that. Yes. All right, guys. Well, I think it is time to welcome our special guest today. Again, we have Isaac Boots with us, celebrity choreographer, former Broadway dancer, and the creator of Torched, which I'm going to let him explain what Torched is. But Torched has garnered the attention of celebrities like Kelly Rippa, Vanessa Hudgens, Lisa Rena, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. In fact, I think Isaac is in Spain right now with Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. Well, with that. Let's welcome Isaac Boots all right, guys, so I'm so excited or we're so excited to welcome Isaac Boots to the show. I mean, Isaac, it, I have so many questions for you because not only are you a choreographer, you've been a Broadway dancer, but you're also a celebrity trainer. I have to ask because, you know, I, I used to perform as well, and everyone always asks me, how did you get started? Like, how did you get started in this career that led to a plethora of of careers in itself?
2: I think, um, a series of taking risks, taking risks and, and showing up, you know, I think, um, I think that is the most important thing, right. And to get anywhere to, to achieve anything that you want, want to, you really just have to show up, show up and give yourself fully. I mean, I come from a very different life. You know, I grew up in Hawaii, on food stamps. I couldn't even afford dance classes. And I would just watch Madonna videos on a loop on MTV. I'm a kid of the eighties. So um, it was like Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. And she was really my first dance teacher. You know, I would watch open your heart over and over again. I hated that little boy in the video so much because it <laughs> should have been me. I, I'm, I I still hold a grudge, but um, yeah, like, you know, I practiced my hitch kicks and my turns and, Um, I just knew I had to get to New York. New York to me was like Oz. I saved money from seventh grade, you know, to buy myself a ticket, a one-way ticket to New York. And the morning after high school graduation, 8am, I flew to New York, had nowhere to live, had 35 bucks, lived illegally on my, my friend, Matthew Tinker's, um, NYU dorm floor. Thank you, Matt. (laughs) And, um, auditioned every day and it was so much fun and and it was it was a different time you know it was it was um new york in 98 was very much a different city it was very much alive not that it isn't alive now but it was alive in a different way and i think a mixture of naivete and blind ambition not blonde ambition blind (laughs) ambition i couldn't afford like headshots and resumes. I had no resume anyway. And I didn't know that you needed to like be part of the union to audition. Yeah, I, I didn't know all, all these, these rules. So I just sort of, I would like steal equity cards and run into aud- auditions or just knock on casting directors doors or, or just like, you know, like bamboozle my way to the, the front. I knew I didn't suck. I think I made them, them laugh. I think they, they sort of got a kick out of the fact that I was so sort of irreverent. And in like six months, I booked my first show and and I was dancing on Broadway nonstop for 12 years. You know, shows like Mamma Mia and Hair and West Side Story.
1: I'm such a fan of Broadway. It's, it's, uh, you know, I used to dance or I used to perform with Cirque du Soleil for a very long time. I love Broadway. And what was your first show? Because already you're getting into talking about taking risks, moving to New York. We have a couple of risks that I want to ask you about that I've read in your bio that I've researched uh, on you too but what was what was your first Broadway show and what was that experience like taking that chance leaving Hawaii coming to New York with yeah. $35 with nothing in your pocket yeah. and then you're on stage imagine. fast forward to what show and what was that like what was that
2: feeling it was it was a series of I think you know being very clear with what you want really really helped me you know and I was like I'm not gonna I have to get a show Period. This is what it's really like. It's the only thing I'm good at. Ultimately, at least that—that's what I, I thought then. I mean, this is what this is it, kid. The first show I got was actually a, the, the European tour of Greece, and I—I I, it was it was a crazy experience, an amazing experience where I got to, you know, see Paris for the first time and live in Ber- Berlin and and travel all over Switzerland and Aus- Austria and dance my ass off. And save a lot of money. And then when I came back back home, I, I, I was in Mamma Mia for like seven years at the Winter Garden. Wow.
1: The win- and, What a beautiful um, theater to perform in.
2: The Winter Garden was yeah. like, it was my home, you know? And like, I, I still walk by it. And I know all the crew guys, they're all my, 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 my friends. You know, we, we spent every holiday together. And Mamma Mia was a huge hit. People, people stayed in it. In it for for years and years and years, and then I booked West Side Story, and that was sort of the pinnacle. That to me was like a dancer's dream. You know, I didn't have formal training like the other boys who you know were in SAB and like proper ballet companies from when they, they were three. I didn't really start proper dance classes until sophomore year of high school when there was an after-school program, and I just sort of like I, I had people like sit on me to get my my, my splits and like break my feet and and i just put all of my energy there and when i moved to new york i was on scholarship at steps dance studio and i scrubbed their bathroom floors to get 10 free dance classes a, a week you know I, I was taking ballet i'd never taken ballet b- b- before but it kept me sort of like working on my craft the entire time that i was on broadway i never sort of rested on my laurels you know? i think then, I and i guess the that- Kind
1: of gives you a respect for it, too. You know, having to work so hard to to even dance in a studio to go to class. I mean, that that shows Absolutely. so much discipline
2: its d- discipline, but I think also I think when you come from nothing, there's nothing to fall back on. So right. It's kind of good. there's There's no safety net. So you better you better just keep getting better, darling. I wanted to segue with you
0: for a minute because, You're talking about this incredible start and how much it took ambition and just strength to really move from Hawaii to New York City with $35. And you know there are a lot of people who do it and a lot of people who fail. And they don't have the incredible story that you have, which is so inspiring. And there's someone who's going to listen to this in any other interview that you do. And they're like, well, he did it. I might have a chance. So I I do want to give you that. I have to give you your flowers where your flowers are due. But for those who are listening who might not know, the first time I met you was on the set of my first music video ever. If you guys don't know, I was a video girl. No, I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) But this video in particular was Ariana Grande's Break Free. And you were the choreographer for this. Before we get into it, you have this incredible start. How did you start... Co- like d- being the choreographer for Ariana Grande, who is now one of our biggest pop stars in pop culture.
2: Um, well, we always knew that Ariana was, was going to be the biggest star. I mean, her, her talent is like beyond. It's, it's immeasurable. And she's go- gorgeous. So while I was in West Side Story, I was asked by Brooke Shields to choreograph a number for her at the box, which had just opened. My whole life is really just a series of like opportunity where, where people are like, do something out of your comfort zone at a really high level. It just, just is, you know, I mean, even me auditioning for, for Broadway, I mean, like that, that takes a, a bit of insanity. I wasn't like conservatory trained and I'm like with these like very serious da- dancers. Um, so I choreographed for, I, I, I choreographed that number for Brooke. She lo- loved it. Then she asked me to do her one wo- woman show at fine fine scenes. It went great opening night. I got a, a, rave in the New York times, which sort of like put me on the map as a choreographer in New York. Cause the New York times is like the, the Bible here from that. I got a, I was asked to choreograph Hugh Jackman in a at jazz at Lincoln center. From that, I was asked to do one gig with Ariana Grande, who at the time was on a Nickelodeon show called Victorious, and she was wanting to create a pop star, um, pop music career. And I was like, yeah, great. I'd known Ariana since she was like 13. Her brother and I were in Mama Mia years prior and quite close friends. You know, so I, I, I'd always loved, loved her and loved her fa- family. And I did that one gig and it, it, it was a success and we hit it off in that, in that professional way. And I started choreographing everything and we started like curating a whole act and a whole thing. And going back, I had created Torched when I was in West Side Story for me. Not with any agenda for it to become this like worldwide thing that was not in the cards. I'm a dancer. I'm a choreographer. Like that's what I thought I'm doing. Torch was for me to keep my body snatched because I didn't have time to go to the gym. I didn't have time to run, run in the park and do all the things that I would normally do. I also wasn't able to like lift heavy weights because to dance, you know, that sort of classical um, ballet jazz choreography, you can't be too, too big. And, and I always felt like I hurt myself when I did that. So I needed to do movement that kept me snatched, kept me able to do this, the show. So when I started working with Ariana, I would start rehearsal with my workout. It wasn't called tor- Torch jet It was just my workout. It transformed her, her body, the, the way the work workout does. And word of mouth ha- happened. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm going from choreographing the Billboard Awards and, and, and European Music Awards and, and VMAs and every mu- music video she was in to, you know, training, doing my workout and, and training Kelly Rippa, Faye Dunaway, Priyanka Chopra, like major names, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, you know, back to back. And it started filling up my entire day. That's really just how my career went. It was like the universe saying, "Okay, this was your this was is part of your DNA, and it's all leading all that information, all that experience, choreographing, dancing, eight shows a week, having to show up, you know, um, having all that pressure on 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 you, and understanding what it's like to be a major star." You know, I was with Ari when she really became a major star. And to experience that as a first, to, to experience an artist's first with them as your first, it was invaluable education, right. you know? So now whenever I, I work with someone, I, I, I approach them with that knowledge. And so I understand the, the pressures of it. I understand that it's not all hunky-dory, you know? It's <laughs> not it's all 20%. hunky-dory. I love, it, love that. <laughs> but it I do ain't. have to ask you, you know?
0: too, you know, When I met you on set, and I remember this was my first music video ever, and I thought it was so incredible. I remember you were doing your thing. You were sitting there talking to Ariana's mom, and they tried keeping us, because we were the background, we had to wear those alien masks, and they tried keeping us in a room. And I would use any excuse I could to go down and get food or to try to see what was going on. And you were so hands-on. But I remember also before that, I went to go do a costume sort of Check situation a couple days before the music video, where they made sure that all of the stuff fit us. That was when I met the twins. And when I met the twins, um, who now I believe they still are Ariana's choreographers, right? I don't know. Oh, okay. So that's when I met the I'm twins. Sure. I, don't know. I remember they were talking about how they were about to become the lead choreographers and that you were sort of taking a step back in that moment. And I didn't know, looking back at it, I saw all of these headlines where they, of course, you know, people, they love to run with the headlines and they pit you against each other. And, you know, Isaac versus Ariana or versus the twins or whatever. And I was going back and looking at headlines from so long ago. (laughs) Did we ever get the real story? Like how you ended up kind of parting ways? Because some people in the comments of those articles were saying, you know, you don't walk away from someone who has this huge career that's building and getting bigger and bigger. And you were her lead choreographer. You don't just part ways Mm. unless, you know, there's something, some sort of problem, but sometimes people like to allude to things and they don't have the whole story. So I'm wondering if anybody ever got that whole story from you.
2: No, (laughs) (laughs) and they won't No. it. Um, look, at the end of, the, at the, end of the, the day, it was an amazing, amazing, truly surreal experience in every sense of the word. And Hollywood, how could it hurt you when it looks so good? Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. Sing sing. Yeah, I remember that album very it's, well. Um, it, no, but you have to, it's like, you have to roll with the punches. And at the end of the day, the trajectory of my life and my career has been correct. And the trajectory of, of Ariana's career is amazing, you know? Right. And so I think I was, I was there, I was there and we shared amazing, um, very special moments, you know, that, that are very rare. And it was perfect in its, in its time. I love, I love where where we both went, you know, I was able to, to work with my idols and work with other stars and work with, with real people who aren't in the industry at all, at, at all. And sort of, you know, now I get to travel around the, the world and, and connect with people who know me virtually every, every day, you know, from Tokyo to Australia to Europe. And I think sometimes situations have to happen to force you to reach your potential. And when you may think, no matter how hurtful, you know, conjecture is, and people love a soundbite, and they love a headline, and they they love making things sort of more fantastical than the actual reality is. No matter how hurtful it is in the moment, if you can't handle it, then you're not built for it. No, of course If you want, to put yourself out there and you want success and you want to be invited and you want to be on the red carpet and you want this and that, you have to come to terms with the fact that people will instinctively try to bring you down. People will always be gunning for your position and gunning for your, your role. And I say, have it because I, I mean, can do a not lot too- more. To Isaac, you know,
1: you know, from Broadway and stuff. There's always someone to to fill in. The understudy is always ready to go on. You know, whatever. But I feel like every opportunity, like you said, leads to something else. Like you've taken so many risks that have led you to something else. Yeah, I do. I do want to say really quickly because I I didn't know your Madonna influence so much. I am a huge Madonna fan. I'm also a a uh, child from the 80s, so I I feel you. Um, but there was one Ariana Grande video that you definitely had some, uh, some homage to, to Madonna. What, which right video there. was that right there? Yes. Yes. Right that there. was fantastic. I love how
2: you, with big Sean. With yes. Big, with big, big Sean, Sean and
1: how you emulated almost that, that scene, like as a, as a,
2: well, it was definitely, look, I, I am a student of Madonna and I'm really a student of, of the great choreographers, like, like old school choreographers and Vincent Patterson who did that um, that, who created that vogue vma performance from 1990 is one of my idols and i felt that that you know if we were going to go there if we we're going to do like a sort of victorian or like marie antoinette sort of mo- moment we have to reference the the queen and i think it turned out beautifully
1: it was a fantastic to watch i'm i'm giddy even talking about madonna here i do want to bring up something too cuz adam and i were talking about this adam started his youtube channel during the pandemic, and you know, as much as that was such a struggle for so many people, a lot of people found a way to create something amazing from a very dark time. And I know wow. you were talking about that. Torched has been kind of your thing for a long time, but was it during the pandemic you actually said, you know, I want to put this together? Because I I know that I was reading an article that you were in is saying that uh, at that you were doing a lot of Instagram lives and stuff to, uh, during the pandemic. With, with Torched, yeah. right? And that's, yeah. is that not there was how it no, started? Or?
2: There, was no, there was no sort of strategy. You know, I mean, okay. I, uh, two, from like three years before the pandemic, I had been, you know, doing Torched with Gwyneth Paltrow, with, with, with major, major stars. And I, I'd be flown out for Paris fashion. I'd be flown out for Art Basel, Coachella, which is where I actually met Lisa Rinna for the first time years, years ago. She came to take, take Torched. You know, so I was sort of known in these rarefied circles. G- Gwyneth took me on the first in- in Goop health event in Austin, Texas in the fall of 2019. And so when COVID happened, I had just got back from, from Paris. I was there for like almost a month. There was so much sort of uneasiness and uncertainty, right? And so I went out to the Ham- Hamptons and, and quarantined there. I think it was like March 13th. And three days in, I, I decided to offer, um, an Instagram live as a one-off. Okay. Um, really just out of, out of, out of, you know, boredom. I got on that one, one live and we had like less than a hundred people on it. And at the end of that live, someone wrote, thank you from Guatemala. And I was like, that's, that's cool. And so I logged on the next day, same time, 11 a.m. East. There were 200 people on, and some of them were my clients, like Naomi Watts or, you know, Jessica Chastain. And then the next day, it was like 500. So it just kept kept growing, and all of my clients kept coming on. Kelly Ripa, Vanessa Hudgens, and after a week, we had over like 2,000 on on the, the live, including people all over the the world, and. Um, I started getting DMs saying, can we ven- Venmo you? Like, this is like, you know, this is just giving me like a sense of like something to look forward to every, every day. And I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I reached out to No Kid Hungry to create a direct link. And I encouraged people in lieu of paying me to click donate in, in my bio. And let's see what happens. You know, my, my first goal was $1,000. Um, the first day we raised over 10000 The first month we were over 100000 And in six wow. months we were over a million. Wow. Yes. That was and something wow. Said, that, wow. But that became, that was it. That was, I was, okay, this is my purpose. Actually, everything I've worked for and all the, all the, all the, um, the turmoil and the, and the whatever, this is really what, what it's about.
0: I, I, I think this is incredible. And I wanted to ask you too, because right now you get to do what you love and you're saying, this is your purpose. And, Absolutely incredible. You have so many names under your belt. But would it be more... But I wouldn't
2: be able to do... I wouldn't be able to walk into my purpose and do what what I'm doing now had I not experienced everything that I've experienced. Right. Had I not experienced being skewered in the press, lied about, harassed. Right. Had I not been uninvited or disinvited to certain events. Had I not been not chosen for that Broadway show. No, you built Had I not been chosen. That I mean, Isaac, vision. I don't you think know, any so, of please. this...
1: None of this would have happened if you did not choose to go to New York with $35 in your pocket exactly. and take that yeah. risk as you have taken risks so many times in your career, just reading about you yeah. and reading about everything you've done, watching your work. I mean, this is incredible, the stuff you've built. $1 million for No Kid Hungry is... People don't just do that.
0: What I wanted to piggyback off of what Jason's saying is, my question for you, is there are so many different incredible workout programs. Like we have Barry's Bootcamp and Orange Theory and we have Torched and, you know, they require, I, I know that they have mobile apps, but a lot of them have studios. Is that something mm. that you would ever want to branch into? Or do you think that being mobile...
2: At, at this point, that doesn't really interest me. I mean, okay. um, I, I think my, my brand really is at home. I was just in, in Europe for over a, a, a month. And we went, you know, I did a retreat in Tuscany. We were in Rome, Paris, Venice, M- Milan, Monte Carlo, London. And, you know, I'm at random, random cafes, random restaurants. Hundreds of people are coming up, up to me every, every day that like, like Isaac like, like Boots, like, you know, we love you. We do Torch, la, la, la. And, it was really eye-opening op- because I don't necessarily know that because they're, they're not on my live. They do it on, on my recorded videos the next morning. It's like that's much more interesting to me to have that, that sort of reach and, and to be able to sort of be on tour and meet every, everybody. And they feel like they know me. And we have inside jokes because of the ridiculous things that I, that I say um, <laughs> in my live streams, and which have gotten me into trouble in the past. But it's worth it. I don't know. That, that's much more interesting to me. I mean, I never wanted to be a teacher. Like, that's not what I am. No, I'm not. I like to connect. I like to meet people. I'm curious and I like to create.
1: This is something I talk to a lot of uh, my friends about who who have gone into teaching like dance or or acrobatics and stuff like that is is they don't think they're great. But I don't want to teach in this studio. They don't think they're great teachers, but they're amazing teachers. And you do- I didn't say I
2: wasn't a great te- yeah, no, te- I, no, teacher. No, I'm not saying okay. that either. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that you have such a, uh, a power to communicate something and to, like you said, meet people and, and open people's eyes. Now, for people who- you know, we're interested, let's say, in Torched. I know it's a pretty exclusive deal, but the Today Show has said that you have blended fitness with his time spent creating dances for the pop music scene into a full-body workout that burns fat, tones muscles, and gets your heart pumping. I want to do this. I want to get my ass torched. How do I do this? Well, let's
2: go, baby. You can just sub- subscribe to me on, on, on Instagram. It's, it's, it's 9 dollars a month. By the way, I donate that to World Childhood Foundation. So we're, um, I have a million dollar goal for World Childhood Foundation, which was founded by Queen Sylvia of, of Sweden, um, to help stop child sex trafficking. Um, I felt like I spent the pandemic feeding children. And now that we're out, we need to, we need to protect them. Um, Subscribe. I I have, I have over 500 work workouts on on, on there. You can work out with with me live at 11 a.m. And, and it's a, it's a party. And I have to say, look, I just got back from Atlanta, Georgia um, yesterday. Actually I did an event there, you know, over 200 people were were there. People drove in from Kentucky, Arizona, (laughs) Flew in from Michigan, Florida, like it was crazy, you know, it ain't cheap. Like to, to come, come to a live event, it, it's a hundred bucks and for a, a 45 minute class. And, and I stayed after for, for like like two hours and met everybody and, and took the selfies and took the moments and heard these stories and met these amazing people that, that sort of like come from a different world and, and come from different worlds. You know, but they have sort of one cohesive um, thread and that is, you know, they, they are interested in not only taking care of themselves and their, their bodies, but also, you know, helping, helping kids and doing something for, for a cause.
1: And how many times, how many times a year do you run these, these in-person live workouts?
2: I mean, probably a few times a month, you, you know. And I, I travel from, from Palm Beach to New York to the Hamptons to Beverly Hills. Um, I'm heading to, to I'm heading to Barcelona this Friday actually with Gwyneth Paltrow um, to bring Torched um, with Goop to the Riviera. So we're, we're oh, nice. I'm really excited. That's so okay, exciting. Barcelona and Marseille and um Santa Margarita and listen, Florence, whoever's and traveling
0: Europe. with you, if they fall out, Jason, I'm going with Isaac.
1: I'm gonna challenge Adam when you're down here in Palm Beach to doing one of your workouts because yes, listen, it would be so much fun to try. And the older I'm getting, I'm I'm 40 now. So you know, like the older I'm Careful, getting the dear. harder. The harder the workouts are getting, but I challenge old age ain't
2: old age ain't for sissies. That's what Ben Davis. That's
1: right. That's right.
2: Um, Yes, I'll be at the colony. I'll be at the colony. So I'm going to be there. I think for the end of their 75th anniversary or some anniversary in December, throughout the winter, so sporadically.
0: We know that you're a busy guy, and we wanted to say thank you again so much for jumping on with us. We're so excited to hear the mission of Torched and how you started it and just your incredible career. And I think that you're so inspiring. There are so many people out there right now, especially children. And right now, your mission is to help children, which is incredible. But children who are sitting in their room and they're like, I cannot wait to turn 18 to get out of this situation that I'm in. Whether it's at home that Mm -hmm. you know there's not motivational situations going on or it's an abusive household or whatever the case is. I feel like I can relate to your story in the sense that I left Tennessee. I had three thousand dollars in my pocket, not 35. So I had a little bit more of a, a fresh start. You're rich. I was rich. <laughs> you were a right. rich no. bitch. No, but you know, and I moved to I moved Jesus. to Los Angeles and got an apartment on Craigslist, just trusting some random person. But people who look up to these kinds of stories who think at some points that maybe they can't do it, but it's proof that you can. You set your mind to something. And you can make anything happen. Like the guy is going across seas with Gwyneth Paltrow. So this is incredible. And you are one of our first guests on our podcast, which even makes it more fun because you were one of the first in my mind. I have to say this: you were one of the first celebrities that I met in Los Angeles on my little journey over from Tennessee.
1: So, well, Adam, you like were the, the first circle. person. You were the uh, Isaac was the first person that you thought of for the podcast. Yes, also yes that's true that's when so we were sweet. talking
2: about it that's so sweet and well means- look i i do have to say i i remember meeting you on that that set and you you were um you were very very sweet and and um excited and and like a bright light so oh it's damn you know, so much since like, then uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh uh, 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 uh i am uh, kidding uh, take no but <laughs> really words are everything if anything shine brighter fuck them Yes. He, uh, yes, yes exactly. And no, I, I, <laughs> I will I, I, never uh, do in my life, bitch ever. <laughs> uh-uh. I love I, it. Jason's
0: right though. It was a full circle moment and it means everything. So for you to be able to jump on with us, I think that it's just like, these are these kind of like, I know that when you say iconic, you think of like, you know, Madonna or something like that, or someone like that. But for <laughs> me, like in my life, in my lifetime, in this journey that we're on for me, this is an iconic full circle moment, and it means everything. And Isaac, we can't That's wait for you to come easy. to Palm Beach. We are doing torched with you.
2: I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Let's let's stay in touch, and I'll I'll be there soon. i I'll, I'll definitely be there for a moment in December and quite a bit through the winter. So yeah, text yeah. me. I will. I will. All right, Absolutely. Isaac. We All will right. see you soon. Bye, boys.
1: All right, guys. So that was Isaac Boots. Isaac Boots. I mean, listen, what a career based on taking risks, based on just being inspired. And that's what art is about. Because Adam, I know, you know, we get inspired by things we see. I was inspired by so many things as a kid to bring me to even come to audition for Cirque du Soleil and to to do everything like that. It's Just an amazing story. Um, If you guys want to know any more about Isaac Boots, you can go to his website, www.isaacboots.com and also his Instagram at Isaac Boots. I'm really excited to uh, check out Torched. And the fact that it goes to a great cause, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. I do want to chime
0: in too here, Jason, because you know, we do the YouTube channel and we talk about how we built such an incredible community, the Adams family, and it's so Bravo inspired, right? But we wanted to do something different. And you're saying stories that inspire you. This first interview almost makes me want to do more stories like Isaac's that inspire people who might be listening. Like for example, we have someone coming on as a guest who inspired me to get into broadcasting, and go to school for communications. And he was an e-news host. He's done it all. He's hosted every major award show. And all of these different stories, they're influences in our lives that it might be that one person that you see on TV or that one story that you hear that could totally change the trajectory of your life and inspire you. And for Isaac, when I met him on set, I was amazed. I was wowed. So again, this is a full circle moment. The fact that they've raised over one point five million dollars—it's absolutely incredible, and I, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. You
1: know, what's so crazy too is the world is so small, especially entertainment world, the Broadway world, live performance world. Like you know, I choreographed at the Box. Yeah, and to hear him mention the Box, it's like, do you remember our experience at the Box and and oh. and it, it, what that was? I mean, listen, guys, this is like an exclusive club. Or, or I want to say, like burlesque, uh, cabaret show in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And the first show doesn't start till like one forty-five in the morning. The second show starts at like three a.m. And it's just everything you could possibly think of. The best circus acrobats in the world. You have the topless dancers. You you have uh, a dog show. They had all the dogs on stage that would jump through the hoops and the fire and stuff like that. It it's it's incredible to see just how small the world is. I have a question for you. Is it called
0: two degrees of separation or three?
1: I think it's seven degrees of separation.
0: No, bitch. It's not seven degrees. of okay, separation. Well, whatever the hell,
1: you know, okay, I so feel like, you
0: know, isn't it seven degrees? Like, no, I was going to say, because I think it's two degrees. Like two or degrees. It, it's, what does that mean? Two degrees. Well, it's like, you're only two people away from everyone in the world. Like for example, now after talking to Isaac and he's going with Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm best friends with Gwyneth Paltrow. In my mind no, we are best girl, friends. No, girl, you're not
2: best
1: friends with Gwyneth. That there's no there's so many more degrees separating you and Gwyneth Paltrow. I can promise <laughs> you that. That is not that's not a thing.
0: Wait, that is not a thing. Hold on. i I'm, I'm feeling the need to go into a rant and I think you know how we talked about we have this whole configuration for our podcast. When you have a show, you have showrunners, you're kind of like the showrunner and you have this like setup, right? And I think it's time, if you don't mind, for a good bitch session. (laughs) It's time for a good bitch session. Yes, that's right. I have something to bitch about. And I think that you know what it is because I talked to you a little bit about it. We had a very dumb conversation this past weekend. And in this conversation, Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to blast anyone out, we were talking to someone who we met at a restaurant and they were talking about traveling right let me just tell you the difference really quick to give you some context jason is probably one of the most well-traveled people i've ever met in my life because he oh, traveled for 13 no of course i'll give you your flowers you traveled for 13 years with cirque du soleil you met so many different people you got to experience so many different cultures and i think that's incredible how you can't compare that to learning in a textbook whereas for me i've been to mexico and thailand so I'm not well-traveled. I haven't been to I Europe. Mean,
1: that's, that's more well-traveled than
0: a lot of people. Right. But you know what I mean. And we were having this conversation with someone at this restaurant and they were saying something about Paris and I hate Paris and I will never go there. Yeah. And they hate Americans in Paris. And I'm like, what? Have you? Okay. You must have had a really bad experience because I'm really excited. I can't wait to go to Europe one day. It's on the bucket list. What happened? nothing. Zero, zip, zilch, nothing. They had nothing to say. I just heard that they hate Americans in Paris. So I will never go there. I'm never going to travel outside the United States because they hate us all. And it's, I'm like, that's, so,
1: it's so crazy to, to justify that with just, oh, I just hate it. Oh, it's a dirty city. You well, that's why I said been, it was a dumb conversation. If you haven't been... How do you know? And like you said, you know, I did tour for for 13 years. And the special thing about touring with Cirque du Soleil is we didn't sit down for one or two weeks in a city. We sat down for two to three months, sometimes four, depending on the market. You know, I got to live in Japan for three years, which was uh, incredible. I Disclaimer, so he does not know any Japanese. Just I saying. don't know. Yeah, Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> arigato gozaimasu. That's my extent traveling the world is so eye opening, Adam, and just to learn about people's cultures and backgrounds. You know, in my show in Cirque du Soleil, we had like fourteen different nationalities with a cast of fifty six. That's like a mini UN, and to figure out how to communicate with each other and to do a show every night was was so interesting. But to be a part of all these cultures and all these places we got to go to, you really get an eye opening. Educational experience that not everyone is the same, that people do things differently, and it is so healthy. I always say if you're looking to travel and you're just questioning, you know, I would love to go to London someday. I would love to go to Italy. I'd love to go to Greece. I'd love to go to Africa. I'd love to go to Southeast Asia. Do it. Do it. You will not regret it.
0: Yes, live and learn. Just don't be ignorant and say that you know something about a country or a place that you've never traveled to. It's the dumbest thing to me. I had to. I mean, you can ask Jason. I got up and walked away and pretended like I had to go to the bathroom, and then after that, I took a phone call. This conversation, but and then I asked for the know, bill. You
1: can't get mad. At I people didn't get who are mad. mad. I just no. Don't what I'm have just time. saying. You know the the reaction. You can you can be like, you know what? I've actually been to Paris. It's a lovely city. You well, I can't, can't fall say that in I love I with been. it. But if you go to Paris with that attitude and that ignorance, yeah, they might not like you there. That, yeah. That's, that's... I think that's fair. And,
0: you know, since we're talking about travel, I did want to kind of add a funny little tidbit in because I don't want to give any more, you know, attention to that silly conversation. But when Jason and I travel, because we're getting ready to go to BravoCon 2022, BravoCon, finally BravoCon. back. Right. So we'll be traveling. And something that I've learned in this relationship of being together for over eight years is where to spend your money for me i'm probably the cheapest person you'll ever meet i don't like to spend money on clothes anything food i just like to do the bare minimum and it's i don't know why i'm that way i just am and for travel if jason well actually it's not if jason jason doesn't even let me pay for he doesn't let me pick the hotels he doesn't let me pick no you have been taken off that duty for life for, for life driving
1: i just i'm going to interrupt the story with another story <laughs> cuz just driving across the country you and I were moving from New York to LA and we were driving across with both our moms, your mom in your car, my mom in my car, and you picked a hotel in the middle of I don't know where, Texas, and it looked like Jeffrey Dahmer had just destroyed the his beds. last victim. The, the beds, beds were, were sideways. There was dog shit in the broom. but you got a deal where we paid $50. No, it was and 39 that, That's even worse. Don't tell anyone that. This is why you are not In charge of our travel anymore it's not happening
0: and then (laughs) when my mom comes down to watch our dogs i always fly her and I'll, i'll tell her listen mom i really appreciate you thank you so much for flying down she's like yeah just take care of the tickets and i'll get my own food and stuff while i'm down i'm like no i will stock the fridge and she's like did you book my ticket and i'll send her the reservation last minute and when she sees that i got her the middle seat in the back of the plane and that she has to pay for her luggage when she goes she's
1: like What the fuck, Adam? Because you got a deal. You got that like super saver deal where it's non-refundable. If you don't show up, you know, an hour before your flight that you owe them $10. It's like one of those deals where it doesn't really work out. And at the end of the day, if you just paid for the other ticket, you could have brought your luggage. You could have sat where you wanted to sit.
0: Yeah, I'm learning. Every day is just a new day for me to learn and try to grow. Maybe in my 30s, I'll be... I'll be better about this. In my 20s, I'm like a penny pincher. In my 30s, I'll travel like an adult.
1: Hey, listen, there are things to spend money on and there are things to save money on. I totally agree with that. But traveling is something, you know. Yes, you're right. And I did
0: also, before we end off this bitch session rant, I did want to kind of explain to everyone, I've been wearing sunglasses for the last week and
1: I'm getting a lot of shit for it.
0: On my YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. And for listeners who don't know Adam, Adam has a big YouTube channel called Up and Adam. Where he covers a lot of Bravo, reality TV. And we go live all the time. Adam's dropping like, I don't know, four videos a day. And you've been getting a lot of shit for these glasses.
0: And I'm sorry. That's all I can say is I'm sorry. But (laughs) I don't want to show my face right now. Jason and I, over the weekend, we're at a family member's house. And I have a little cousin. And the cousin is like, I don't even know how old the kid is. I think like six. How do you not know how old your cousin is? I have so many. I have so many cousins. We do have a big family down here. A huge family. And he's like, play with me. Play. And I'm like, I don't want to play with the toys. You know, like I'm sitting here talking to your parents. I'm not a kid. There's other kids. Play with them. And he got so annoyed. I turn around and he thought it would be cute to kind of throw the toy. He throws the toy. When I look at him, he's screaming. He's screaming. And I turn around and I catch the toy right to the face, right to the eye. The soft spot, the soft part, Uh, or part right under your eye. I'm a little flustered talking about it, but, and it blackened my eye. And I didn't want to do videos with a black eye because that's even harder to look at than wearing sunglasses. And Just the glasses work. The glasses work. It's like a freak accident, guys, but I can't, listen, this is life and shit happens. So I wanted to explain that's what happened. I didn't. Want to show photos or share what my face looked like? It's really embarrassing. I got beat up by a six-year-old or (laughs) seven-year-old. Shit happens. I don't know what to say. So that's the explanation, honest truth. However, there we go. It it is now we can
1: let all the trolls in the comments listen to our podcast and move on. But guys, if you ever want to join in on our conversation here on hot messy podcast all you have to do is send us an email info at hot messy send us a comment about an episode you've heard tell us where you're from and tell us what you want to hear us talk about as far as pop culture reality television who you think we should have on the show we have a great guest lineup coming up that we cannot wait to share with you i can't wait absolutely and on top of that if you
0: guys Obviously, you're listening to this. It's a podcast. I'm I'm getting comfortable with saying that. But if you guys want to, you can catch our video clips and exclusive teasers on Hot Messy Podcast on YouTube, where you get the video version. So go over there, subscribe. And when you're listening to your podcast, just remember subscribing on YouTube or even giving us a five-star rating and a comment, giving us some feedback. It's all free. And we appreciate the hell out of you. It's so free you. and it helps us out. Yeah, Thank us you out. very
1: much. Happy and guys, Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. We are excited for this weekend. We have some visitors coming in, but we will be back every Tuesday and Friday with Hot Messy Podcast. This coming Tuesday, October 4th, we have Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Brian Bailey. He's on YouTube. He's also on iHeartRadio. He's got a great, great podcast. And we are dissecting the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're gonna dream up our dream cast, and we're gonna talk about Lisa Renna and Lisa Vanderpump. Ooh, Ryan goes in. He's a roaster. Ryan does go in. He is a, a, a roaster. He's a He's
0: roaster. Great. All right. Well, better to be a roaster than a rooster. With that, I'm good.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, we're signing off, and we will see you on Tuesday. Bye, Bye everyone. Guys. Happy weekend. <laughs>